Oh, yeah. This should be our theme song. Little Karate Kid. Should we? <laughs> should we make it? I think it should be. <laughs> Let's sing it together. On three, two, one. Right, Here we wrong. go. Let's do it. You're, you're the, the best, best around. Nothing's going to end. You're the best around. Nothing's ever going to keep you down. You're the best around. Nothing's ever going to keep you down. For people who don't know, by the way, the Karate Kid apartment building is in Reseda. Have yeah. you ever driven by it? No. I've always wanted to go there. Like, just really? to, to take a look at where they filmed that kind of exterior shot where Miyagi fixes his bike. Anyway, welcome back to the Gentleman's Dojo. I am Gary Cannon, along with my co-host to my right, all the way from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's Mr. Steve Byrne over there, everybody. I can't believe you, like, actually are, like, nailing the intros lately. You're, What's like, you're really... It? Because before, I would always have to do it. I know. And walk you through it. Take but it now it's, like, now. really... I saw your schedule in 2016. I'm like, I got to get serious about other projects now because I don't want to get caught on those dates. I just looked at the schedule. I'm like, I don't need this. What am I going to? Yeah. I just All don't right. worth it. Well, what did you say? So before the show even starts, you say, say, oh, I'm going to meet F.J. Pratt, who was one of our writers on Sullivan Son and, and, yeah. our, and our showrunner the last season. Right. I said, oh, okay. I guess you owe him money. And right. then you said to me. Uh, no, I'm actually going over there to talk about season four. I'm going to be the new bartender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, they're doing Sullivan's Son without Sullivan you. They're doing Sullivan's Son without you. Yeah, My yeah. God. That wouldn't be a far stretch, i got to be honest with you. By now, the way, by the way we're, do you want to make You're the Best Around our new... I like it. I yeah. like it. Although, there are a lot of great songs from that Karate Kid soundtrack, which we could use. Cruel Summer. That was oh, a good wow. one. Yeah. One of my favorite. I still love the uh, Karate Kid 2, where they're in uh, Japan. And he tries to remember he's in the bar and he's like, "I that guy's not doing the uh, the ice chops the right way." And he's making fun of the guy behind his back. And he's like, "You think you could do better?" <laughs> he's like, "No, no, no." And then the guy wants to put up money. He's like, "I can't cover this." And the guy's like, "You cover." <laughs> now, when you, I, we, I think, well, now you were probably a teenager when these. You were in your twenties, I think, when these movies. Yeah, came out. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. I was young, and like Rocky came out, or like Karate Kid, and you saw those workout montages, I remember being a kid, and like as soon as I got home. I did like three push-ups, thinking I'd I do my own little workout montage. It lasted a day. It never sure. went that. Well, did I remember do, when did you work out like after those? I remember. Well, did you this, ever work out? This just happened. This just happened literally. <laughs> my mom and I went when my mom was in town. We went to go see Creed, which is great, which kind of goes along the lines of what we're talking about today for, uh, about movies. But we went to go see Creed, and I was so fired up. I'm like, man, this movie was awesome, and it kicked ass, and I want to get in shape. And like right next to the movie theater was a cheesecake factory. I was like, let's slow the roll a little bit. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> that grab movie some was awesome, by the it way. It was great. It was great. I, I was mean, completely surprised. You know the family. Family's over for Thanksgiving. The day before, we're all like, let's go see a movie. All the guys got in the car. And it's just like, let's see Creed. One guy said Creed, and I said, I'm not really interested. But okay, yep. sure. It's, I'm thinking another Rocky movie. Okay. Probably my favorite one after really? the original Rocky. Wow. I, it was so good. It, it, Stallone is awesome in it. He's just great. great as a mentor. He's great. I saw him on Colbert promoting that movie, and he was just humble and funny and just everything you want a movie star to be. He was great. And I, I went into that movie not knowing a whole lot. My mom didn't even want to see it. My mom wanted to see some uh, Christmas movie. Like well, your Meet mom's the racist. Coopers. She didn't want to see She's like, racist. <laughs> yeah, two black people making out and stuff. She gets She's really got cataract. She can't really yeah. see what's going on. So uh, we went to go see it, and she loved it. She yeah. absolutely loved it. She By was the way, waving her cane in the air. <laughs> <laughs> 
beautiful. Your mom could be one of our, if not my favorite podcast that we've done. It so, was, I, I it, my mom was gloating about it for uh, days on end. Like, because I think the great thing about it was <laughs> the way my mom, like, interjected everything was just perfect. You know what but I mean? she it was never... so sincere in yes. her setup. I'm thinking, oh, she can be sweet. And then she just insulted me. <laughs> so if you have not checked it out, go back. I believe yeah. it's episode 19. Gary Cannon's mom comes yeah. in. It is... I've listened to it three times. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. in commutes here in Los Angeles, and it still makes me laugh. She is... What a sweetheart. There, and There's that great moment where she's complimenting you about, hey, he's worked with Ralph, he's worked with Mitch. Oh, yeah. I got to say, I, I really enjoy him working with you best. And I, I just look across the table, see this big smile on your face. And then she jabs you with, because there's always an empty seat. Always seats available. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no way. With Ralph, you got to go behind backstage. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, did you... Set her up on those? Did you like orchestrate these things with don't her? Don't worry what we did, together. Gary. Don't even worry about God, it. My God, you're don't like even, giving your mom lines to insult me. Don't even worry what we did at the La Quinta the night before. It's our business. That's disgusting. It's our business. That is so disgusting. That, that was, <laughs> and the other great line too was you when you were bringing up the story about the uh, the banging my mom in her bedroom. She's like, yeah, terrible, terrible. The real story was it was his bedroom. <laughs> like just boo-boo. Yeah. Like, did you yeah. set her up on that, or did she do that on her own? Uh, well, she may have had a little help. <laughs> <laughs> so you anticipated. I may have You knew I was going to ask that question. Gonna, of course, of course. Yeah. But the, the truth was, with that question, there really was no good way for her to— I mean, other than the fact that she would have been, <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's an insulting joke, it's gross, whatever. But I figured there was a great twist to that joke in, in, her, saying, yeah. in her saying that it was his bedroom. So now, i got to ask you, we have a great comic— coming on to join us today. I Mark. thought Mark was coming on. Oh, yeah, no, he's great. I, yeah, great stuff. Catch him at the Yoohoo Room in Burbank. But go ahead. He's not on the line I mean, yet, is he? He's not even, <laughs> not even on yet, dude. So Mark Ellis, great comic, regular at the Comedy Store, co-host of Schmoes No podcast. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to be talking about all the upcoming films that I think everybody's kind of geeking out about. Star Wars, Batman versus Superman, Suicide Squad, um... You know, basically all those superhero movies. Um, was Revenant. Creed was Creed full when you saw it? I mean, we saw it too, a, a pretty empty theater. Uh, no, it was pretty. I, I wouldn't say it was jam packed by any means, but look, it was like the day before Thanksgiving, so I think people were doing some family stuff. But it did was, you see it was... that uh, Julia Roberts film, Secret in Their Eyes? No, I have a penis. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but how did you and mom? How did we you liked and mom it. enjoy? And how was Pinkberry afterwards? <laughs> we enjoyed it. Queen. We actually we went to Yogurt Land, so go fuck yourself. That's where we went. Oh, because I got good shit. show got business you. money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But show business money, please. You went to, I mean, you went to Waffle House. I mean, you know, when you were in St. Louis, that's a uh, that's a big get. I saw that you had uh, <laughs> to get to the Waffle Anyways, House. What, was, what is literally your favorite film of all time? If you could just, wow. right off the top of your head, one that you never get sick of watching. Wow. A- any genre? Anything? Anything. It's just, hmm. Wow, that's a load of, I, I mean, there's. How about your favorite movie from childhood? I would probably say like the Breakfast Club, maybe Breakfast yeah. Club. I would say Caddyshack, Vacation. Yeah. Uh, I mean, those were just great movies. Um, boy, oh boy. I mean, that because that's such a loaded question. You could look at like Halloween was like one of my favorites. The Shining. Halloween. Yeah, the original Halloween movie. I, I don't know. When I'm a kid, I'm like scared of that shit. Really? Yeah. When you're a kid. Yeah. Like eight or nine. Well, you were like twenty when I was Halloween. twenty. Yeah. I was twenty when those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only time, like, I mean, you think that those movies are scary, but then when you walk into a club on the first night and you see how dead it is, you're like, holy shit! Like that's got to scare the fuck out of you. Knowing no bonus. <laughs> I believe Mark is on the phone. Hello, Alice. No, this is great. 
Ellis, are you there? <laughs> Guy calling from his Boost mobile phone. What the fuck? Hello. Hey, hey, I'm at there Fast Sales in the mall. How are you guys? You're in a mall right now? No, I'm actually I'm actually in uh, Burbank because uh, I'm you know doing well. And I'm at the, uh, there's a bar. There's an arcade out here called a uh, Games and Thrones, and it's like a you know one of these like Dave and Buster's place. But you know, I'm on the top Dave and Buster's. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and what time are you work until? Hello. <laughs> Hello. I, I, I get done with the pop shot, then I got to clean the ski ball. It's a brutal <laughs> Well, Ellis, thank you so much for joining us. And we appreciate it. There's a real co host of Schmoes No. So thank you for taking the time. Is it weird being without your Matt Damon or Ben Affleck? What, who would you be in that relationship? Well, I kind of look at it like I'm Matt Damon and he's Minnie Driver from Goodwill Hunting. Oh, strong um, jawline. Kind of how we look at it. I, uh, it's good because I actually get to talk more and I actually get to talk to you guys uh, because you guys, Christian was like, the first, when I moved out to LA, Christian was like cool to me, but he was also like, you know, Steve, you guys work together a lot. He was like, a, he, he was he was one of the headlining comics at the comedy store. So Steve and Gary were the first, you guys were like two of the first comics that I got to work with that were actually like nice to me. <laughs> like you, you guys were like cool and like didn't, you know, it didn't like think you were better than anybody else, even though you were. So I always really appreciate about that, you guys. Since then, you guys have done tons of things to, you know, screw <laughs> that up. But the initial meeting of us was sure. was really. I've always really uh, respected you guys for that. By the way, you should have come in studio because uh, when people come in studio to do our show, they get a really nice uh, gift bag that you're missing out on. I did the, the best gift bag I ever got doing a podcast was I won't say whose podcast it was because I don't know the legalities of it, but. Basically, they gave me a bag after the end of the podcast, and it had three pot cookies, a pot brownie, and three joints in it. Doug Benson. <laughs> I'll tell you whose it was. We we have no loyalty. Neither here nor there. Well, that, that sounds like lunch for Ralphie May, to be honest with you. Um, now, Ellis, you live every comic's dream. Uh, I really do think that because we're on the road. What do you do during the day, or what do you do after a show? You go see a movie, and... You still get to do stand-up, and you get to review movies, and made you've made quite an awesome living out of it. So, how does it does it? The question I want to ask you is: Does it take away from you being able to just sit down and enjoy a movie, or when you when you watch a movie and you forget about everything and forget about reviewing it? Is that the test now, or is that the measure of a great movie to you? I mean, yeah, replay value has always been something very special to me because I grew up watching movies. Like, I love the movies I love. So I can watch Star Wars and Wizard of Oz and King Kong and Andy. I'll throw Andy in there. Andy. I watched those movies over and over when I was a kid. And so if you see a movie today and it's great one time, that's awesome. But if it's something that you actually want to go now, if I actually want to go pay money to see it after they show it to me for free, that's one of my litmus tests. And, you know, people, you say whatever you want about movie critics, but they are great to see a movie with because they're quiet. They pay attention. Nobody's on their phone. Nobody's talking to their friends. Nobody's loud. It's just, it's a great movie going experience to go to a press screening and you forget. You get really like, then you go see a movie with, you know, you, you plebeians on the weekend and you just forget how excited everybody is to see movies again and so i like the fan experience too like well you, you, what you're saying is you don't like going to the magic johnson movie theater chain <laughs> i think that's what we're all driving towards here mark we get it you feel uncomfortable so that's, where, 
that, that's where we send Christian to go see movies. I get to see him over in did, our flight. You know, <laughs> did you think Hollywood. the uh, the reboot of Annie was as good as the first one? Did you watch that one? No. I, as a fan <laughs> of Annie Cannon oh. and the Annie Shared Universe, I was appalled at the new Annie. But I will say the camera Again, Diaz, because God, it was starring... It was starring uh, someone you'd money. see at the Magic Johnson um, movie theater. Mark, what is going on, man? It's really uncomfortable today. I think he's smoking the Doug Benson gift yeah. bag. <laughs> I'm like a, I'm like a dog. I'm just barking at black people. It's so weird. Now, Alice, I gotta ask you because we're both. I, look, I'm a huge movie nerd in terms of loving the movies that nerds love. How difficult is it to, especially when you're involved in the business of talking about movies? How difficult is it to steer away from spoilers and, and keep yourself, give the Heisman to everything online or things that your chatter when it comes to Star Wars coming out in just two weeks? How, how hard is that for you? I mean, like my advice for everybody, the, when the movie opens, is stay off Twitter until you get a chance to see it because it's it, like there's going to be so much about this movie, particularly Star Wars. There's so much mystery surrounding it. And they've shown us a lot from the trailers and the TV spots, but I think most of that, is the first third of the movie. I think there are so many twists that people aren't going to want to know going into the movie. I'm lucky enough to see it at the premiere, where which is the 14th. So I'm seeing it. And then the hardest part about my job, which is going to sound awful to bitch about, is that when I see the movie, I have to wait three more days to go see the movie again in theaters. Like, that's going to be a long 72 hours for Mark Ellis, but at least I won't have the movie ruined for me. So I hope people... Take heed and just don't go on Twitter until you actually get a chance to see the movie. Uh, yes. I think it's going to be something really special. I, I, I avoid Twitter when the new Grown Ups movie comes out. I was like, I don't want to know <laughs> what Chris Rock does. I just I stay off of it because I don't want to get spoiled. So I'm with you. You know what? It's, it's exactly like Star Wars. We know something's going to happen. We're right. the Grown Ups. You know Kevin James is going to get in some fat guy in a water slide situation. We don't know what it is. I don't want to know. Now, Ellis, <laughs> has there been a film since you've taken on the mantle of Schmozno? As have you been as excited for movie for the for the Force Awakens, or has there been a movie that has come close, or is it just the Star Wars is the most excited you've ever been for a film? As I'm talking to you guys, I'm wearing a Princess Leia dress in the buns, so no, <laughs> nothing has come close. I you over nothing so fast. I get excited about movies, man. The Avengers. Um, the Batman movie, uh, so Grown Ups 2 for Gary. There's a lot of things that, 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 that come out that I get pumped for, man. Like, I'm seeing In the Heart of the Sea tonight as I talk to you guys, and I'm excited about it, but nothing has ever come close because Star Wars is something that I didn't know that we'd ever get the chance again to see that after the prequels in theaters. And as a comment, you guys know that after a bad set, all you want to do is get back on stage again and have that revenge set. This is what Star Wars is doing. It's about to go on stage and have its revenge set, and I think it's going to destroy. So you think this this film is going to make up for the three prior prequels with Hayden Christensen and George Lucas's reboot? or Not, not a reboot, but I, the prequels. You think it's going to make up for I, it? I think it's more than going to make up for it because wait, wait, let's, not, let's not forget that the only reason we get to see these movies is because George Lucas made the prequels. If he didn't make the prequels, then we probably would never see Star Wars again anyway. He made the prequels. He didn't do a great job with them. And that critic backlash hurt him so much that he eventually decided to sell his company rather than try to make another one himself. He got paid over $4 billion for it, so he was handsomely rewarded. And now it's in the hands of Disney, who, from everything, the marketing, the casting, the behind-the-scenes crew, J.J. Abrams is the perfect guy to be directing it, so... This is the right time for Star Wars to come back, and I'm just happy that 
I didn't do enough drugs in my life yet to keep me alive to see it. <laughs> now, have you heard any advance, without obviously giving anything away, have you heard any advance word about about the film? Is it good? Is it great? Is it, you know, is it going to be okay? Is it setting up things? Uh, have you heard anything? No, I mean, even if I had heard stuff, I, I'd let you guys know I know stuff, but I wouldn't tell you because, again, I don't want to spoil it. What I have heard is that, but actually, George Lucas has seen the movie, and he said he liked it, which, if you know anything about George Lucas, means that that's awesome. If he says he likes something, Steven Spielberg has reportedly seen it three times. Oh, wow. And thinks that it could be the biggest movie of all time. And if a guy like Steven Spielberg wants to go sit through your movie again and again, that probably means something good. Well, he's, you know? he's seen Grown Ups 2 four times, I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> really gives his endorsement. Yeah, I follow him on Twitter. I don't know if you've... Follow the maestro Spielberg. <laughs> now, Ellis. This is a selfie of Spielberg at the theater. Like, we're, go- we're going back to the waterfall. <laughs> Ellis, I got to ask you this because I saw, you know, I saw the first trailer for Star Wars. I said, that's it. It was vague. I'm not watching anything else. All these new featurettes come out. These new trailers have come out. I don't watch anything. I'm keeping myself. Uh, I want virgin ears and eyes going to that thing. But I saw a clip of Harrison Ford talking about it. And then they asked him about Indiana Jones 5. Have you heard anything about a possible or potential Indiana Jones? Because I read something that they're not going to recast Indiana Jones. Harrison Ford will always be Indiana Jones. That's what I read according to Spielberg. But have you heard anything about them potentially making a new one? Well, there were all sorts of rumors going around forever that they were looking to recast somebody else's Indiana Jones, somebody younger like a Chris Pratt, a Bradley Cooper, somebody like that, and not a Shia LaBeouf to be Indiana Jones. And then, like, recently, even last week, we heard reports that they're not looking to cast uh, a new Indiana Jones, but they are going ahead with Indiana Jones 5. So oh, yes. it means you can see Harrison Ford, another Indiana Jones adventure. My my issue with it is it's like, well, we're, we have to pick up from the last movie in some regard, right? So we do have to acknowledge that Indiana Jones saved the world from aliens and huge spiders, and Shia LaBeouf was swinging around like a monkey in trees. So there's some issues I have with that plot, but if they can make a good Indiana Jones movie, I think Harrison Ford wants nothing more than to walk into the sunset having fully redeemed that character. Now, do you think, because from what I've read in interviews and you see things online, it seems like he enjoys the character of Indiana Jones more than Han Solo, because it seems like Han Solo or Star Wars has always been something he's... I don't know, maybe it's a chip on his shoulder or it left him with a bad stigma, but he seems to appreciate Indiana Jones more. Do you get that sense, too? I used to get that sense a lot, and then recently seeing Harrison Ford on these press tours for Star Wars, it seems like he's fully embracing Han again. Like, you saw Inklings of it a couple of years ago. He'd be on Jimmy Kimmel or Conan, and they'd make a, you know, a Star Wars joke, and he'd laugh. And then I think he did a sketch with Chewbacca that was yeah, unrelated on to Kimmel, The Force yeah. Awakens. And you start to see these little, it's almost like, like watching, like, it's like very slow motion A Christmas Carol when you're seeing Ebenezer Scrooge slowly become, like, this great human being again. And I saw, I actually saw Harrison Ford up close and personal yesterday at a press conference, and he just seems so happy to be a part of Star Wars. So oh, we don't great. know if that's because this is last go around. If Han doesn't make it out of this movie, I hope he does. I pray he does. I actually pray to God about fictional characters. And Han Solo is saying a lot of the top of my list. It is now, weird because when you see Harrison Ford on talk shows, he's very dry. monotone, just, you know, very. Doesn't seem very interested, so it's funny you say that, that he does seem excited. But Mark, Mark, what do you think about the, did you see, obviously you saw the new 007 movie, right? 
I did see Spectre, yeah. What did you think of that? Um, on the scale, let's do a scale from like uh, from like what I would wear on a Tuesday morning to a Steve Byrne stand-up comedy special where he's wearing a nice suit. I would say the suit's on, but there's no tie. You know, it's like, it's good. It's just, it wasn't as great as I thought it could be following Skyfall. Um, but it's, it's still a watchable movie. If you're a Bond fan, it's, Daniel Craig is one of the best Bonds of all time, and I hope he stays in the role for at least one more movie. So it's always good to see him on screen uh, in the tux. Now, I got to ask you this. Batman versus Superman, um, they're setting up the Justice League. Do you feel, this is just my own personal feeling, you know, they release a trailer, what, like three or four months ago. They release a mm-hmm. new trailer. It's coming out in March. Do you feel like they've released too much? Because I feel like I've seen too much already. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go see it. But it, it's just like when you're watching a trailer like a year before the movie comes out, that was really pretty extensive. It was like, this is a this is a long trailer. Yeah. And then I see one just, you know, a week or two ago where there was a lot in there, too. Do you feel like they're they're showing too much, or is it just like the cat's out of the bag, so let's just show everybody Wonder Woman and show these guys together on screen at once? Or I, I don't feel yeah, like I ever mean, got I, teased. I, I definitely feel like they show it too much, and I know how excited you are. I just hope that whatever screening you go to, there's somebody dressed up like Batman so you guys could fight, because I know you're wearing the Superman cape. So <laughs> <laughs> That's a given fact. Uh, I, I thought this last show gave away way too much, because they showed us, who the, the villain might be. And the movie's called Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. And it looked like the end, it's the Dawn of Justice that's in the Justice League. So I think this last trailer implied that Batman and Superman might not be fighting the whole movie. And I mean, I knew that was going to happen. We all know if they're a comic book fan of leading to the formation of the Justice League, but I kind of didn't need to see that from the trailer. I was really happy with the trailer that came out of Comic-Con, and I just thought this one gave away too much. And it's a huge issue with trailers now, which is why something like Star Wars is doing such a great job of not showing their hand, you know, because it's Star Wars. Like, it's Batman versus Superman. You don't have to... All you have to do is put that on a... You can put Batman mowing his lawn on a poster, and people will <laughs> we'll go, go see, see it, the yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Before you called in, Mark, we were talking about Creed and how great that movie was. I mean, that was awesome, oh, right? Phenomenal. Yeah, I, mean, I loved, loved Creed. And who would have thought that in the year 2015, we could see Sylvester Stallone playing Rocky and possibly get an Academy Award nomination. He's that good. He was great, movie. yeah. He was awesome. Um, what do you think? And the guy that... Ryan Kugler, here's a fun fact. The guy Ryan Kugler, who directed Creed and also did Fruitvale Station, he's now being looked at by Marvel to direct the new Black Panther movie. So I don't know if it's actually going to happen, but Marvel has a great track record of working with new directors who bring an interesting vision to a project, and I think he could be a guy for it. Now, speaking of Marvel and DC, we saw, you know, there's a trailer for Civil War. You see the showdown between Captain America and Iron Man. You have Batman versus Superman, and you're going to see the fractures between the two different universes, Marvel and DC. Do Obviously, Marvel's just leapfrogged ahead of DC in terms of, uh, you know, the template and the universe that they've laid out. Do you think that DC is going to outrun this comic book hero fatigue that that people are talking about in the press? Or do you feel like, you know what, there's they got some good things on the horizon. And what from what you've heard, it's pretty exciting. What are your what's your take on those? Yeah, I, I think DC is going to, I think Batman v Superman is going to be great. And they have their standalone Wonder Woman movie coming out. Suicide Squad comes out this, uh, in August of 2016. So it's a very exciting horizon for DC. Marvel, it, they just keep on 
Hoogland. It's incredible, and every movie seems to get more hype and exciting than the last one. Civil War is a movie that a lot of fans are looking forward to because the Russo brothers are doing that, and they were they did such a great job with Captain America, um, the Winter Soldier. That I think if you're a fan of comic book movies in general, like I never pick sides between DC and Marvel. When I was a kid, my two favorite superheroes were Batman and The Punisher because apparently I had a really dark childhood. Um, and I think that, that if you're a comic book fan, there's no need for them to fight. We have enough fighting going on on screen, so just enjoy the glut of comic book movies and hope it keeps coming. Could you have picked a better time to be involved in literally... It, it, almost, seems like, it almost seems like you get to review movies with the culmination of all the things you ever dreamed about as a kid come to fruition on screen. Could you have plotted out a better time frame for you to be in this position? It's crazy. No, you know, when I was mapping out my life plan, I was like, let's just start reviewing movies right after Pauly Shore stopped making them. And it ended up being like, the perfect time. <laughs> the only way so, it could no, be better is if you were on a, a movie review show with Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> I'm talking movies. I'm like, hey, Eddie, why don't you just put the bottle down, pick up the guitar, and play the intro music? But he's been sober for a while now, I hear, and Steve, uh, you know how much I love that band. And my God, we are in the, as far as comic book movies go, this is the, it, it, it's like Van Halen in 1981, man. It, it's just the prime yeah. of movies for a guy like me. Hey, but Mark, tell our, our listeners how you go from being like this big, big movie fan to now reviewing movies and making a living doing it. Like, how, how does that transition happen? My buddy and I, Christian, who we met doing stand-up, we started just, we put the camera on us and started talking movies because, you know, it was a vehicle to entertain people. And that's still how I look at Schmoes. It's just another way to entertain. I'm not that concerned whether you actually care about my opinion when it comes to movies. I just want you to enjoy watching our vids occasionally and we just kind of kept at it like we started growing we we do podcasts from time to time that would kind of up our our numbers a little bit and then all of a sudden the next thing you know we are certified by rotten tomatoes and we're accredited by the mpaa and it really it's nothing special the word doing it's just a lot of hard work that's that's all i can tell anybody is when we started on youtube there weren't a whole lot of movie reviewers going and now it's everywhere you look so if you can find a way to be unique and get your personality your personality out there i think it's uh that's how you can you can get ahead in the uh, the movie reviewing game. Do you remember what was the first movie you reviewed? <laughs> I did the first the first official Schmoes No review was for a movie called W about George W. Bush. Oh yeah, I saw it. With yeah. um, Oliver Stone directed and Josh Brolin played uh, played. He did a great job playing Bush, and um, that's where it started. When 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 W ended, the uh, the Schmoes began. <laughs> oh wow! Isn't that do you get inspired, Steve, when you hear Mark talking about him doing something that Here he loves go. and getting paid for it? Here we I go. I mean, that's got to be a cool thing for you. <laughs> um, I gotta go. Let me ask you something, Mark. If, if Sullivan and Son were to become a movie, obviously it'd flop. But if it were to become a movie, Don't who would this, play Mark. Steve in Sullivan and Son the movie? Who would you think? Well, obviously we can't have an Asian be a lead in a movie, Gary. So, no, um, no, no, no. We like a Lavelle well, Crawford. I would probably. I would, I would cast, it, it's hard to recast Steve Byrne. It, it's hard to take Steve Byrne out of there, but I would, I would probably go, you know what? I'm going to keep it Asian. I'm going to bring Asian back into the mainstream. I'm going to cast Chow Yun-Fat as Steve. Thank you. Okay. There's got to be doves. Then, There's got to be a dove, as, a dove scene in as, there. As, as, as Roy's character, John Woo is not directing. It's just Chow Yun-Fat in it. <laughs> um, as, as Roy's character, I'm going to have the, I'm going to have Wesley Snipes. Um, in Owen's character, I'm probably going to have like a wrestler or Stone Cold. 
as I'm saying this, I realize I'm just passing the Expendables 4, but it sounds more fun to be doing Sullivan and Son. So that's that's what I'll stick with. See, were you cool with that? You you wouldn't want to switch things around and make the lead for the movie a, a, a comedy? Like a comic? Would you, would you want to do that? Jesus Christ, Gary. I'm just asking. Um, so, Ellis, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for taking time. You obviously go to a where lot of movies, everybody, Where can everybody Where can everybody? follow you? Uh, I will be revising my casting decisions and posting them on my Twitter account. Uh, it's, uh, you know I'm a big fan of Ham fan because the Twitter is at 5150Ellis, D-L-L-I-S, <laughs> and um, all the listeners can subscribe to my YouTube channel called, uh, called Schmoes Now. Well, there you have it. Um, and because gonna... you go to a lot of movies, do you ever still do that, uh, you know, dick in the bottom of the popcorn trick? You ever do that with your buddies? I have not attempted that with my buddies, but I have a girlfriend <laughs> now. And uh, look out, Steve, because the fourth time I see Star Wars, there might be a surprise for you. Oh, yeah. This is for Mark Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> this is what plays in Mark's head every time he enters the stage. Mark, we can't thank you enough for joining us today. Talking shop. We appreciate it, buddy. Thank you so much, Mark. Hey, keep on rocking, boys. Love the show. Thanks for having me. Later, pal. Well, there we go. That concludes another episode of the Dojo. Where can they find you? Canoncomedy.com. Ridiculous. <laughs> At Steve Byrne Live, everything. Keep the uh, reviews coming in. We love you guys. Thank you so much.